Welcome to Tough Questions, where we address the most challenging issues of a real and a relative Christian faith. If you're joining us on Facebook Live or our YouTube channel, Instagram, or maybe the Tough Questions podcast, again, I want to say thanks for dialing in. Now let's get into our subject for this episode. Have you ever gone from one tragedy to another and then listened to a message about trusting in who God is? I mean, how does that work? In Psalm 46, we read some words that are meant to bring us comfort and meant to bring us encouragement. God is our refuge and our strength an ever-present help in trouble. Therefore, we will not fear. Though the earth gives way and the mountains fall into the heart of the sea, though its waters roar and foam and the mountains quake with their surging, you see, these words are meant to bring us comfort and they're meant to, to give us encouragement in the middle of some unprecedented times. So why not be happy and secure? I mean, after all, the election is a dysfunctional disaster. COVID-19 is exploding. There is no stimulus package on the way. The ice caps are turning to slush. And let's face it, racism is as rampant as it's been for centuries. But wait. I'm thankful for a God who is our refuge, a hiding place, a strength, so that means we will not fear when the earthquakes come and the mountains crumble. Let it all take place. Let the oceans roar and foam. Let the mountains tremble as the waters surge. The psalmist is saying here that God is in control. The psalmist is saying that God really can be trusted. The psalm continues and it says, A river brings joy to the city of God the sacred home of the Most High. God dwells in that city, and it cannot be destroyed. From every break of day, God will protect it. The nations, though, are in chaos, and their kingdoms crumble, but God's voice thunders, and the earth melts. The Lord of heaven's armies is here among us. The God of Israel is our fortress. Come and see the glorious works of the Lord. See how he brings destruction upon the world, and he causes wars to end throughout the earth. He breaks the bow and snaps a spear. He burns the shields with fire. Be still and know that I am God. I will be honored by every nation, and I will be honored throughout the world. There's three lines here that cause me to stumble into question a little bit. Come, see the glorious works of the Lord. See how he brings destruction upon the world? He causes wars to end throughout the earth? He breaks the bow and snaps a spear and burns the shield with fire? You know, what he's saying is that sometimes things have to get worse before they get better. It reminds me, it's almost like pulling a roast out of the oven, you know, before it's done. God is on the throne, and there is a time set for all things to be accomplished under his will. But we have to remember that God will not, absolutely will not, abandon his people. These times that we're in are not the end. 
there's simply the beginning of something much better. We say right now, I simply want things to get better and get back to normal. I want to see COVID disappear. I want to see the economy restart and, and schools and bars and restaurants to open. And, and I want CNN to talk about something other than politics. I do, anyway. God knows our fears. He knows our anxieties. He knows the desires of our heart and the issues that each one of us is facing right now. And that he wants to help us. But sometimes our expectations of what we think God is doing leads us down a pathway toward disappointment. You see, maybe God doesn't want to put an issue or an end to the issues that we're facing right now at this time. Maybe it's much bigger than what you and I see today. Let me tell you about someone that I, I absolutely marvel at. Never met her, but we all know her name, and that is Mother Teresa. Born back in 1910, and, and at a very early age, knew that she wanted to be in service to God. She wanted to be a missionary of some sort. Well, as you look at the life of Mother Teresa, she spent 60-some years, I think, in Calcutta and, and in different ministry settings, ministering to the poor, helping others to understand the love of God in their life. She spent 60-some years praying to God, asking for certain things, crying out to God in the midst of some of the most horrific conditions that the world has ever seen. And yet, she simply experienced this crushing silence. She didn't quite fully understand why God was allowing the suffering of innocent people. Why God was so silent and always seemed to be so distant. She didn't understand what God could be doing through the horrors that she was witnessing. You see, God was not working things out the way that she expected them to be worked out. God was not making the situation better before her eyes. He wasn't overcoming the oppression of these people. And he certainly wasn't curing people left and right on the streets that were dying. For us, it's like praying for the healing of a loved one and then watching them pass away. It makes no sense to us at the time. We're trying to figure out why the infant had to die or, or why the prayers of an outwardly good person seem to go unnoticed. It can be mind-blowing. Yet Mother Teresa remained faithful. We read about how she had a consistent prayer life that never seemed to stop. She was unwavering in her trust and her belief. She suffered in the midst of God working. And she nearly gave up hope many different times. But she just couldn't because she knew that ultimately God was in control. Sometimes God seemingly is inactive, but that inactivity that we see actually offers us the space that we need in order to be the hands and feet for Christ 
in a world that desperately needs him. Sometimes God wants us to take the reins and to serve in an unwavering fashion and to serve in the midst of what we don't understand always. Sometimes God tells us that, you know, you see it as spinning your wheels, but if you could see the bigger picture, you'd see exactly what I'm doing. I like the image of a tree whose leaves are constantly moving and blowing. The wind is constantly moving those leaves and blowing them in different directions and at different rates and all of those different things. This is Mother Teresa's prayer life. She remained faithful. She never doubted. She never gave up. Now, she was worked up and upset and questioned and agonized over all kinds of things. But ultimately, she never gave up on God. She never gave up in the middle of all of the issues that she saw. You see, she believed. And then she doubted. And then she believed even more. Psalm 46 speaks about the faithfulness in the provision of God. It tells us that he hears our cries. He knows the agonies of our heart. He knows the, the desperate needs that surround us. Yet it tells us, it says, The Lord of heaven's armies is here among us. The God of Israel is our fortress. Come and see the glorious works of the Lord and see how he brings destruction upon the world. He causes wars to end throughout the earth. And he says at the end, Be still and know that I am God. I will be honored by every nation and I will be honored throughout the world. The ultimate question. So who is God in your life? Well, if you're anxious, he's your peace. When you're hurting, he's your comforter. When you're lacking, he is your provider. When, you, when you've sinned, God is your righteousness. Our God is your strength when you're weak. He's your hope when, when you're facing hopelessness. He's the light when the world seems dark. When you're in trouble, he is your shield and your fortress and your rock and your defender. God is exactly who we need him to be when we need him to be. You know, give yourself a break. God is big enough to oversee the world. You don't have to do it for him. God is loving enough to care about each and every individual in, in this world. So be still and know who he is. Be still by knowing that God is still in control. In the book of Second Chronicles, Jerusalem was getting ready to be wiped out. And the Assyrians had planned their attack. And the king of Jerusalem, Hezekiah, prays. And he prays for God to send that protection, to be that ever-present strength. He prays for God to, to work a miracle, basically, to protect the nation. So what does God do? I find this one absolutely hysterical. God sends one angel against 185,000 of the most vicious and wicked warriors that the world has ever seen, the Assyrian army. And God sends one angel, and he takes them out. 
And you think God can't handle the problems that you face today? I think that God can't help me in all of the situations that I face today? You see, God is exactly who we need at the time that we need it. He's big enough to oversee this world. He's loving enough to care about you and me and our families and our loved ones and everybody in the COVID wards and everywhere else. He sent one angel. He answered one prayer. Just one prayer. Be still and know that I am God. And I will be honored by every nation. I will be honored throughout the world. What is it that you need today? You know, I invite you to slow down, to silence the noise of the world around you, to quiet your heart and your soul, and simply let God be exactly what you need in this moment. We'll see you next week. Thanks, and God bless. Tough Questions for God is a teaching ministry of the Rosebush United Methodist Church and is available live on Facebook Sunday mornings at 11.30 a.m. Or feel free to check out our YouTube channel at Rosebush UMC. If you like podcasts, check us out on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or even Listen Notes. All of these different resources are available on the two websites that are listed here. Also, on Mondays, a weekly devotion is posted using the same media, so check it out. If you are into blogging, check out the Tough Questions for God blog at the website that is listed here for you. As always, God bless, have a great week, and thanks for dialing in.